Twitch knows how much we like to talk before the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen each other in a week. Got so much to say. High Mystery. Welcome to High Mystery, where we are alive. We in did the it. Studio. <laughs> <laughs> We are alive. We are I mean, alive. I'm just an astral projection. But, uh, <laughs> You're our only hope. <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually a flesh gate. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I probably shouldn't give myself away so easily. Oh, but I thought you were acting weird. I haven't yeah. heard you sing once today. It's true, yeah. <laughs> flesh gate through and through. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, we are High Mystery. Yep. We are a podcast where we smoke weed. We talk about mysteries. Today's no different. And these are all facts. Yeah. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. And today, oh, we, we are smoking. Special <laughs> Our special Rob. guest today is Lou. Yes. He <laughs> is refusing to sit on the bed, he's, and he is sitting on my lap. He's so a gentleman dog. If you hear someone grossly licking their lips, I apologize. I you, it's Lou. <laughs> Maybe it's Tristan, I guess. <laughs> So uh, we are still in the coronavirus times, so we are smoking personals uh, again. Right, um, I miss feeling the the moist blunt from the person previous before yes. me, <laughs> knowing that we are making a, a forever bond. Yes, you, you miss my saliva because I lick the fuck out of these blunts. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's that blunt my way. Been enjoying it for all these months. <laughs> uh, today I have uh, Inhalance nice. Indica. It no, no, is, Inhalance yeah, is the it's brand. brand. Yeah, it is, the store. It is Platinum Bubba by Inhalance. Nice. It is. Um, and it is an Indica, and it's got uh, twenty nine point five. No wait, twenty five point one eight percent THC. Mm. And point zero zero or point zero four percent CBD. Okay, nice. I've got uh, uh, my tr- traditional king palm. It's a traditional king palm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just as my ancestors smoked thousands of years ago. Very um, authentic. <laughs> my king palm, and inside of it, I have animal cake. I usually have a salad, but today I just have this one strain. Uh, it's got thirty percent THC, so it's a high one. Hmm. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I rolled the twisted hemp wrap, per use. Per use. Yeah, per use. And uh, slimer's in there. <laughs> slimer. I, I like that slimer. It's in there. <laughs> and then, uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some, some some weeds in there. There's there's something else that's like oh you know what it's like just on the tip of your tongue and you're like can see it in your mind but it's just not like it's not coming the skittles. out of your mouth yeah no not platinum boba not jack Herbert. not orange it's sativa. another it's another sativa so you're not gonna know it wrong not rosé no, it's not been a while at, you're not it's looking been a while at that since I've done a and it's a it's an inhalants brand uh, maybe a lemon. animal cake something with a C I want to say or lemon tree or it's 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 tasty. <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. Moving on. Should we? Uh, should we touch tips? Yes. Touch of tips. Yes. Gingerly. One, one for all. Gingerly. <laughs> Mine can handle a rough touch. Oh god. <laughs> it's stiff. 
<laughs> you can put this thing anywhere. Rigid. All right, we are lighting our blunts. 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 Oh. <laughs> uh, before I get into the mystery, because I prepared the mystery today, uh, I just want to say one of our listeners, Claire. Yeah, Claire, uh, he's the best. One of my, he might be my favorite listener. Oh, don't tell the other yeah. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she sent us some artwork. We will uh, eventually have uh, that displayed out here in the studio yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so all you Twitch watchers can like view upon it every time. Yeah. It's true, and and I don't know if y'all have heard about the government checks coming. <laughs> Colin I, can't stop talking. I, I'm I'm okay. I have a dream, y'all, and it is to turn has a dream. Turn our spare bedroom into a proper studio so that Rob can have his own room back. This is Get some room. dates in here. Instead of sharing it with the studio. <laughs> sharing it with my studio and my dog. And, you know, we can really, you know, do it upright if the government sends me my check. I also want to say, quick, Claire, that you know the right stuff. I saw <laughs> that you were partitioning the fairies to help. <laughs> okay. And I know that they will help you. All right. Well... This mystery box that I hold for the Twitch observers uh, will be shipped to you shortly. It's it's a gift we give all our guests when they show up. And so you're basically an honorary guest of High Mystery, Claire. <coughs> when uh, you said mystery box, I was like, oh, what's in the box? In the box? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I know what's in the box. <laughs> what's in the box? <laughs> What's in the bat? <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah, and let this be, you know, a little demonstration for all of our artist friends of the podcast. Yeah. Send us some work. We love it, and we will hook you up with some of our I mean, uh, stuff. If it's as good as Claire's. If it's as good as Claire's. <laughs> she said yeah. it's on that high. level. Yeah. It's at the uh, bar. It's like, don't be just sending us scraps here. Give us the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so yes, I did prepare, uh, the mystery. This is the disappearance of Maura Murray. That's right, guys. Strap it on. You know it's going to be another uplifting episode. <laughs> here. I will Moira, say... Maura, right? Maura, or, yeah, M-A-U-R-A. Oh, Maura. Okay. Maura like, Murray. Uh, Maura? 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 It's a lot of different... Uh, I think Maura was... There's right. debate over it. It's like Smaug. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's a Maura. That's a Maura. This is referred to as the first crime mystery of the social media age. Of due the to it, social media oh, age. Due to it happening days after the launch of Facebook. Welcome to the social media age. So really, social media hadn't reached everybody at this time, just college students. Well, there was MySpace. Right. It was and MySpace, So now yeah. this is the launch of Facebook to this... connect all the colleges. But that was originally Facebook, right? You had to be part of a college to be on Originally on Facebook, yeah. yes. You had to have a college uh, email in order to log on. And then there was a large change where they opened it up to absolutely anybody. And that's when your mom and your aunts and all your friends' moms got on there. Made it lame. And, uh, made it awesome. <laughs> made it the best. Awesome. I love it so much when I'm like... <laughs> Writing on my friend's right wall, on and then the comments.
comment underneath is their mom being like, Eric, make sure to call me. I need to know if we're going to see Grandma on Thursday. <laughs> it is pretty great seeing friends' mothers post on your stuff and like <clears throat> like it and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> see, that's that's the nice part about right? it. But not so nice is when it's like, hey, your cousin or relative or whatever said they sent you a friend request and you haven't said yes to them yet or not. It's like, oh, like outside of the social media. Right. Like when you see them in real life kind of deal. Or even on social media, like they'll send you a message like, hey, so-and-so is trying to friend request you. What's up? (laughs) It's like, well, why are you accepting your friend request from your family, Tristan? That's a whole other issue. <laughs> not everyone likes everyone at their family. Let's not, un- let's not unbox that package the, right now. I think the lame thing mostly about it is like <laughs> some rando uncle or aunt is posting, you know, I don't know, Trump 2020 nonsense or something like that. Yeah, or even getting in like social media arguments with like your friends and stuff. I'm like, no, oh God. <laughs> what, did I, what did I do? Right. I'm just reminded <laughs> that I did argue with those people when I was with them like day in, day out sure. too. So it's kind of just like, you know, you're going to argue with your friends. Let's just have an argument that we know we can walk away from mm-hmm. and shake off and it's not that big of a deal. You know, like people argue. It's just sure. social media arguing has gone to this like 10th level where people are like, literally feeling the fear and the pain and the anger. <laughs> I guess my point was more like, who cares who I friend and don't friend on social media? Like, it's sure. not that big of a deal. It's fucking social media. Truth. It's not like the end all be all. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's like, who cares? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love social media. Uh, <laughs> On February 9th, 2004, okay. 21-year-old Maura Murray crashed her car on Route 112 near Woodsville, New Hampshire. Maura was a nursing student completing her junior year uh, at the time at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst. She left the scene of the accident and was never seen again. Mm. February 9th, 2004. I was uh, in my sophomore year, getting ready for spring break. So I'm pretty sure that's when I started smoking weed again. Mm. So like I took a break after I started in eighth grade. And then like there came a time where I was like, I gotta smoke weed again so I can go on spring break and smoke weed. (laughs) So like (laughs) right around around this time I came back to the fold. Okay. Where were you February 9th, 2004? I was in the Navy, uh, and I think our ship was um, probably about to leave for uh, for uh, Westpac. So we were going to like Canada, Alaska, Hawaii, fucking Australia. We were okay. about to go for this. I think I actually fell down and broke my clavicle around this time. <laughs> I think that's how it happened. Yeah, this was my before my first and, deployment. So. And just to be clear, Rob broke his clavicle when he was telling a joke, correct? Uh, Running a bit, if so, you will. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I was goofing around. <laughs> yeah, pretending to sprint away, right? Yeah, pretending yeah. to sprint away because I was making faces at um, one of the uh, leading petty officers in my division. Classic. And it was like I was doing it behind his back, like mocking him, and he's looking at this like glass case, <coughs> at, like that has like I don't know something in it, and he's staring at it, and he's like, you know, I could see your face, and he turns around to do like a real quick, like I'm gonna come after you, and this is the kind of guy that will actually punch you, you know, type of thing, <laughs> and so I'm go like, no, you're not, and I fucking run away, 
and go out a door that's normally opened into a, a hallway, but this door was right next to a door that was normally closed to an escape trunk. They had them switched at the time, and so I think I'm running into a hallway. Really, I'm just running into a hole. Nice. Like a fucking Looney Tunes character. <laughs> you could literally see Rob's yeah. legs run in the air for a few paces before he stopped and, and held up a sign that yeah. said, uh-oh, and then he drops. <laughs> yeah, but uh, fell like 15 feet or something like that, and uh, there was rungs and everything that I could have gotten like tangled in or something. Nothing hit it, nothing broke. Lucky. Yeah, lucky. Where were you in February 9th, 2004? <clears throat> uh, I graduated 2004. Okay. So I think February, technically, you're still in school. Yeah, it's so. the end of your senior year. Yeah. yeah. So you're just roaming the halls, living large kind of deal? Yeah. Nice. Senior, senior year was pretty sweet. Uh, it was pretty good for me, too, because I had already signed up for the Navy after my junior year. So I was like, <laughs> all I have to do is... Yeah. And I'm I've got my you know boot camp date and everything set up, so I was just fucking around. I had done all my like math credits up to like needing to graduate, so I didn't have to take like a math class my senior year. So like I had like an extra I like got off extra early. I still had like two uh elective periods. It was like yeah, pretty pretty solid. Pretty solid. easy going uh, senior year. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was, but I constantly found myself in the hallways senior year. <laughs> Just seemed like you didn't care as much about getting back to class. I feel like hacky sack might might have been a big thing in 2004. <laughs> or maybe, maybe that was no. that was a sophomore year, maybe. Uh, I mean, I was definitely hacky sacking in like eighth grade, and that was like 98, 99. Okay, but but did you play the hacky sack for like after a couple of times of people hitting it, you grab it and then you like throw it at someone? And... <laughs> yeah, I ruin everybody's day. That's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm just the asshole. Yeah, that's exactly what I did, Tristan. <laughs> but uh, February 9, two thousand four, is when Maura Murray went missing. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with Let's, her? Let's. Uh, Describe this crash to me a little bit more. Like, is it into a tree? Is it just off the road? It is, is it like flipped both over? Of those is it on fire? Not that thing. Not that thing. <laughs> <laughs> off road into a tree. Yeah, okay. it was a, a snow. There was a snowstorm that day in her area, and she basically took a turn on Route One Twelve, a sharp turn that was a little too hard, skidded off. Shit, that black ice. Yep, yeah, that black ice. Black ice. It'll get you. Uh, watch out for black eyes. Watch out. <laughs> Sneak up on you. No way. And uh, she swerved off of the road, like off of an, a little embankment, and like apparently a tree had... Uh, jumped out at her. <laughs> yeah, I got out of nowhere. Tree jumped out and bit her. Yeah, just like slammed in. She slammed into like a tree. Like sideways. I, I think sideways. I didn't really see pictures of the car or something, but uh, yeah, it was... It was pretty much total. But uh, but someone could walk away is what I'm thinking. Like, she did didn't have away. to die. Like, like so they oh, saw okay. foot, footprints walking away and everything. Well, she <coughs> she left the scene uh, to never be seen again after that. Someone saw leave. her leave the scene? Uh, nobody saw her walking away from the scene, but they saw her at the scene. She did talk with people, and pe and there was a witness that saw her running like five miles away from that okay but oh we'll get into it 
Okay, all right. Lots of details. Coming, Lots of details, John. Give you a little background into Maura Murray. She is one of five children. Her parents divorced when she was six, after which she primarily lived with her mother. In high school, she was a star athlete uh, on the school's track team. Uh, so she's great at running. Yeah, good at running. Clearly. She's a runner. Of course, uh, we don't know how long ago before that it was. That she was, I mean, this is, um, she's 21 years old now. <laughs> right. So, so high I was in high school. Yeah. What was the, what was her thing in track? You know, there's different things. There's different distances. Was she like a long distance runner? Was she you a know sprinter? Such yeah, right. <laughs> I dug deep. Uh, right. No, I mean, track, to be like, you know, a star of track and field, that's where like, they have the decathlon and stuff where you're doing all the different stuff. So she well, could yeah, like throw but, a javelin. Yeah. For, for I mean, all we know, she just did she, shot put. Yeah, right. she could, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she could have been just, a, you know, super good at shot put, but I think you have to participate in like all different kinds of events. I guess now that you would have stars. Yeah, I just did shot put. Okay. I mean, I also did discus and... Uh, Sure. We didn't have any. You, you weren't doing the marathon. You weren't doing the <laughs> no. like 50 yard dash. No, no. They didn't have to like include sure. me in the handoff or anything. Okay. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, oh boy, where else are we going to stick Colin? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you hitting those hurdles pretty hard. Uh, All right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, she was accepted into West Point Military Academy, ah, where she studied chemical engineering for three semesters. Welcome to West Point! Now, I don't know if this is true, but since I watched a show, Shameless, and there was a character who went to West Point, do you have to get, like, the uh, the governor or something to, like, write you a recommendation to get into West Point, or was that just for the sake of the show that I was watching where I found that information. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, think... it certainly helps to have a level of recommendation say, uh, to get into from any like prestigious the academy. From the mayor or something. But you can get by just on your talent alone, just on your grades alone, or you know, you don't need a letter of recommendation. But there, I know whenever I was thinking about getting into the uh, military academy as an officer after I was graduating college, it was definitely an option. And they said, basically because my degree is in English, they're not looking for fucking English majors in at West Point or wherever. Um, so in order to get me there, I would have to like probably get a letter of recommendation just to like give me a leg up into getting into officer school. For sure. Yeah. But even, and I was four years uh, veteran already, so. Does that mean also that she comes from like a well-to-do family who can like pay for her to go to school like West Point? Um, <clears throat> like, isn't that expensive? It, I got to assume it's not. I got to assume it's the uh, same as my boot camp was free. <laughs> they still pay you. You're still military okay. when that yeah. happens. And a prestigious part of the military, too, at that. Sure. But uh, she transferred to Amherst for nursing in her freshman year. Her transfer was due to her stealing less than $5 worth of makeup from a commissary at Fort Knox while she was there on a training expedition. Dude, uh, she stole from Fort Knox. I know, That's I was crazy. thinking, like, like maybe Who else could say that? Doing is stealing something that was like, a, like, I'll take this lipstick thing, stick it in my pocket, and then I could always say I stole from Fort Knox. Right, like, but she got caught. She got caught stealing Knox. from Fort Knox. All right. That's not so impressive. Not, it's not anybody can get caught stealing, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
But uh, in, no- <laughs> in November 2003, just three months before her disappearance, uh, Mora admitted to using a stolen credit card to order food from several restaurants. Mm, she's a bad girl. Right? Yeah, clearly has a penchant for stealing. Mm-hmm. Who knows who she's getting mixed up with? What kind of <laughs> ruffians? Uh... She doesn't look like a thief, though. No. Those are the best thieves. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In December, the court issued a continuance on the charge of which it would be dismissed after three months' good behavior. Okay. So, basically, she was like... Slap on the wrist. Yeah, in three months, it'll be expunged and all that stuff. But you still have to switch branches or whatever. No, she was already kicked out of the military. For oh, her. okay. Yeah. Um, this was for her credit card purchases. I see. Yeah. Dang, she got that that taste when yeah. she stole that lipstick. Oh, oh yeah. it's just a life of that crime. thrill. <laughs> <laughs> On February 5th, just four days <coughs> before her disappearance, Mora spoke on the phone with her older sister, Kathleen, while she was on duty at her campus security job. This is Mora's on duty at her campus security job, speaking with her sister. Uh, on the, f- um, they discussed Kathleen's relationship problems with her fiance. Oh boy, I don't like any time we introduce a male lover. <laughs> well, this is they were discussing Kathleen's problem with Kathleen's fiance. So later that night at ten thirty. She, uh, while still on her shift, it was reported that she broke down in tears. Over her sister's issues or? Yeah. Well, when her supervisor arrived at her desk, he claimed that she was completely zoned out, (coughs) no reaction at all, unresponsive. It's like catatonic. Right? Did anyone give her the slap treatment? (laughs) Like an airplane. You snap out of this! (laughs) Smelling salts. (laughs) <laughs> Did anybody say anything like really surprising to try and wake her up? <laughs> hey, over here. Right. Um, <laughs> so the supervisor escorted her back to her dorm at 1.20 a.m. When asked what was wrong, she only said two words, my sister. Oh, the sister Kathleen, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kathleen, 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 Kathleen. <laughs> so timeline, she talks to her sister. Sister's like, yo, fiance's a butthole. Well, I will tell you the contents of the call. Okay. So apparently the, the contents of the call remained a mystery <laughs> until 2017. <laughs> when Kathleen disclosed that she was a recovering alcoholic and had been discharged from rehab that evening. And while on their drive home, her fiancé drove her to a liquor store, which caused an emotional breakdown. Oh, well, I mean, if she's drinking that much, he's probably drinking too. Yeah. Usually, anyway. Maybe. It's usually two peas in a pod with that kind of situation. Okay, so she gets a call. Her sister's like... Uh, I want to drink again. I'm what's his face is getting alcohol and I want alcohol. And so it's like, okay, that, yeah, that sucks, sister. Yeah. I'm sorry. She yeah. hangs up. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's found catatonic. And then she can only Pretty mutter. Much. Like no one sees her between or there's no. I don't know how long this conversation lasted. 
And uh, so like the conversation could have left her catatonic. Or... Yeah, I mean, she's got a security job at school, campus security or wherever. No one's paying attention to yeah, her. Yeah, it's nighttime. She's just probably driving around, maybe walking around. I don't know where the fuck she's doing, <laughs> but it's nighttime. And so, you know, a lot of people don't see you. You're not interacting with many people, I assume. But uh, <laughs> Hello there. Fuck off, it's nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Reasonable reaction. <laughs> uh, this was just all at like 1 a.m. when the supervisor came in and was like, all right, well, I'm here to relieve you or whatever. And right. Yeah. So on Saturday, February 7th, two days before her disappearance, Maura's father, Fred, drove to Amherst and took her out car shopping. They finished the afternoon by going out to dinner together along with a friend of Mora's. Mora dropped her father off at uh, home and borrowed his Toyota Corolla to return to campus to attend a dorm party. So she gets a new car just to destroy it? Uh, or is she breaking the Toyota? What, what car does she end up crashing in? Well, this is the um, the Toyota Corolla that her father's Toyota Corolla, essentially, that he, because he flew in, he's not from around here, or maybe he drove, I don't know, but at any rate, it's just, uh, it's his car, it's either his or a rental car. And that's the one she gets She's, an accident in? Well, this isn't the, this is two days before the accident. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. eventually when she gets in the accident, is it this, this car is, or no, the new car that she just bought or this like isn't some random car? This is her father's car that she's just borrowing to return to a dorm party. <coughs> uh, I'm saying you said they went car shopping. They did go car shopping. Did this they is buy a car? not the car that they bought. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, what's going on? What's going down? What color was the <laughs> They went car shopping. They went car right. shopping. And I'm assuming someone came out and said, hey, I'm Bob. I'd love to sell you a car today. And she was like, yes, I would love to have a car today. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of great things on the lot here. I'd love to show you around. The first thing you show me is the car I'm going to take. Wow! Let's walk this way to the expensive cars. Right. <laughs> the first car my father can afford is the one he'll buy me. <coughs> so she arrived at the party at 10.30 and stayed until 2.30 Sunday morning. At 3.30, while en route to her father's motel, she struck a guardrail on Route 9, causing nearly $10,000 in damage to her father's car. She oh, is not babe. a good driver. Right? Is she just like still hung over or something? Well, the responding officer wrote an accident report, but there was no documentation of a field sobriety test having uh, ever been conducted. So okay. we don't know if she was drunk still from that party that she was at for, you know, six hours or whatever. Or just hung over or... Uh, I mean, maybe. I don't... Probably tired, certainly. Mm. It's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> Next director says, hold up, who was at that party? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, people at the dorms. Uh -huh. so okay, any kids, I guess. Yeah. What dorms, though? The dorms at Amherst. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Uh... The officer dropped her off at her father's motel, where she stayed the rest of the morning. At 4.49, uh, 
that morning, a phone call was placed from Fred's phone, her father's phone, to Mora's boyfriend. Uh, the contents of the call are unknown. Wait, fiancé, right? No, no, no. Kathleen had the fiancé. The sister has the, 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 <laughs> the, the fiancé. Yeah. She has a boyfriend. Kathleen, Kathleen. <laughs> Just got a uh, just got a boyfriend. That's all. Okay, I got it. But okay. her, I mean, they must have been boyfriend and girlfriend long enough for the dad to have the boyfriend's number, right? That or she just knew his number. Oh, uh, she called from her dad's phone. Yeah, that's a possibility. Either her father or her called her, the yeah. boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, it just happened from his phone, not Morris. Right, and there um, was no like reprimand, like. The father was not upset about the damage to the car, or... Uh, yeah, well, she just, like, get away with everything? Later that morning, Fred discovered that the accident was uh, going to be covered under his insurance, so it's not too big of a deal. Okay. I think he still punished your child. You know, really? most, or, most dads would freak out. Sure, right. we there don't know some how much, kind of like... Reprimanding going on. Like the one thing I feel like I would get in legitimate trouble for was like wrecking my car in high school. And it was what, ten thousand dollars, you said? Oh yeah, over ten thousand dollars in damage. Like that's not a little No, that's no. Not a little That's a big and why would dad call boyfriend to be like, You better stay away from my daughter? Well, I mean, I don't know. It's just a a call came from his Right. Phone. She could have been using it could have been her, her using the father's right. phone. It's just bizarre if it's not her, is what I'm That's, saying. Yeah. Like she and him are both possibilities. But maybe the dad called him and was like, Hey, I know you guys are doing this like internet webcam stuff. You gotta <laughs> yeah. pay for the damages. <laughs> I need a piece of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could be. Yeah. The stretch. <laughs> I don't know where you got that out of. <laughs> it, it's a possibility. I won't rule it out. Yeah. You know, could be Bigfoot still. <laughs> um, so the father rented the car, uh, rented a car, dropped Mora off at the university, and departed for Connecticut. On to Connecticut, <laughs> where dreams come true. <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> At 11.30 that night, Fred called his daughter to remind her to obtain accident forms from the Registry of Motor Vehicles. They agreed to talk again Monday night to discuss the claim and fill out the forms over the phone. Yes, Papa, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you, I guess, if you didn't get in trouble for wrecking the car? Yeah. Like, sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, After midnight, Monday, February 9th, uh, uh, Mora searched MapQuest for directions to Berkshires and Burlington, Vermont. Trying to get a coat. <laughs> That's when you get a coat. <laughs> she was going to the Burlington Coat Factory. It all makes sense. <laughs> the one in Vermont, they got them wholesale. So at 1 p.m. that afternoon, she emailed her boyfriend uh, the message I, I got your messages, but honestly, I didn't feel like taking too much. Or I didn't feel like talking too much of anyone. That's the actual quote. <laughs> okay, I didn't feel like talking too much of anyone. Yeah. Okay. I promised to call today, though. 
Then she made a phone call inquiring about renting a condo at the same Bartlett New Hampshire Condo Association with which her family had vacationed with in the past. She's trying to get out of town. Seems like it. The call lasted three minutes. The owner did not eventually rent to Mora, though. So they talked, but she didn't eventually go Follow there. Followed through. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't seal the deal, could you, Carol? <laughs> We're trying to rent these condos out, Carol. It's a business, not a charity, Carol. <laughs> she seemed so sincere. I thought she was kind of shy. You need to learn how to close a deal. <laughs> Please don't take my red coat away from me. Red coats are for closers. Did you close, Carol? No. <laughs> Poor Carol. Oh, God. Man. She's just trying to make a living. Yeah, she didn't know what she was in for when she took that job at the condo <laughs> rental place. They told her it would be easy. <laughs> the <right> personality. <laughs> oh, Carol, you have such a rich history. <laughs> at 1.13 p.m., uh, she called a fellow nursing student for reasons unknown. Oh. At, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Within a mystery. At 1.24... She emailed her work supervisor notifying him that she would be out of town for a week due to a death in the family, though no death had ever occurred. She's clearly trying to run, at least get away. Right, right. Let something cool off or something. Yeah. I mean, these are all emails, so like she could have been hacked. Someone else could be writing these emails. Could be posting it for us. Yeah. Interesting. At 2.05... She called a number which provides recorded information about booking hotels in Stowe, Vermont. Ah. That call lasted five minutes. Why Vermont? Did she, like, really love syrup? (laughs) She was a big fish head. (laughs) They always play there. Yeah. She uh, also calls a lot of people. <laughs> Twitch just then. Mora calls a lot of people. Jeez. This is also like, I feel like texting's still fairly new. It's yeah. still at a time where you like paid per text for a lot of plans oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, these so, are like flip phones right now. Yeah, it makes a little more sense. At 2.18, she phoned her boyfriend and left a message promising that they would talk later. Well, in her car... She had packed clothing, toiletries, college textbooks, and birth control pills. When her room was searched, police found most of her belongings packed in boxes, and the art had been removed from the walls. On top of the boxes was a printed email to her boyfriend indicating trouble in their relationship. Ay-yay-yay. Weird that you printed it. Like, this yeah. is the days when I'm going to print this email and have proof. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the fax machine yeah, slash printer. Right. I'm going to yeah, use right. it. Uh, <laughs> at 3.30, she drove off campus in her 96 black Saturn sedan. Okay. I assume that's the car that they purchased. Okay. Because this is her car now. This is That was the crux of the question that I was asking yes. earlier. Yes, yes. Obviously, they didn't buy the most expensive car on the lot. <laughs> 96 Saturn sedan. Uh, it was a real shitty lot. It's like, this is a nice used car. This will be safe. My first car was a 97 Saturn sedan. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it was a stick, and I drove it out to Los Angeles. 
Oh, nothing is worse than a 97 Saturn sedan stick shift in bumper-to-bumper traffic. <laughs> uh, it just kills your leg. I had a 2001 Pontiac Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. It was red. It's a beauty. It's a nice car. Memories. corners <laughs> of So, classes that day had been canceled on account of a snowstorm. (laughs) Okay. So, at 3.40, she withdrew $280 from an ATM. CCTV footage shows that she was alone. Then, she purchased about $40 worth of alcoholic beverages at a nearby liquor store, Uh, including... get turned. (laughs) Including Kahlua a box of Franzia wine, oh. vodka, and Bailey's Irish cream. Mmm, Bailey's <laughs> creamy. <laughs> this is as close to Bailey's as you can get without getting wet. Uh, <laughs> Make an assessment. <laughs> you know, when I was doing the, typing all this stuff out, they had that list where Bailey's was in the front, and I was like, no, nah, I gotta put this at the end because mm. they're definitely gonna be talking... Mighty Boosh. <laughs> predicted well. I did. I predicted well. You want to uh, stay here? I got all things that are good. Uh, Do you love me? I'm plenty of bellies. We play love games. Play <laughs> love games with me. Do you love me? <laughs> Security cam footage shows that she was alone at that time as well. At some point during the day, she obtained accident report forms from Massachusetts Registry of Motor Vehicles. So she's still trying to, like, stay on top of things. Still yeah. Still trying to get stuff done. So that's why, you know, it's, like, weird. If she was, you know, about to hightail it out of town or something like that, why would she pick up the forms? I guess she's like, I got to do this before I skip town. Yeah, I mean, I guess she didn't want to, like, screw her dad over. Maybe. Yeah. It's like, I got to get him the form so his insurance can take care of that bullshit that I did earlier. Sure. Hmm. Um, she left Amherst between 4 and 5 p.m. She uh, took Interstate 91. She called her voicemail at 4.37 p.m. It was the last time her phone was used. Okay. The first responding police officers noticed the car was locked. Inside the car, he discovered red stains from the broken box of red wine in the back seat, as well as <laughs> an empty beer bottle. I just picture, oh my god, a blood that no. <laughs> that's, that's red wine. That's Franzia. That's, yeah. <laughs> I thought Franzia was pink, like light. Are there multiple okay. shades? I guess you I can buy a box of Franzia. I think. Low. I think yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can. Uh, you guys ever played wine bag with a bag of Franzia? <laughs> No, I played Power Hour with just like that's a whole different wine. Now this is when this is the oldest drinking game known to man, pretty much. It goes back to the early Grecian days of theater. They say, "Hey, take a drink." (laughs) Kind of. Then you do. No, it's a little more complex than that. (laughs) Uh, But originally, it was played with a goat skin, like a wine goat skin full of wine, and. uh, 
you stand in a circle and you throw the bag across the circle and if you drop it you drink for 10 seconds all right well inside of that box of franzia if you open it up it's just a big fat bag of wine mm-hmm. and so you can do the same thing you can toss it across the circle and if you drop it you drink for 10 seconds and that's the whole game yeah. and you chant wine bag wine bag wine bag it's pretty great it's pretty great <laughs> I, wanted, I mean I, I like i'm trying to think of how to implement that with weed you know, uh, if we could just do a wine bag but like a volcano we pass a volcano thing around. we're just tossing <laughs> yeah tossing blunts right. across the room i would just be like oops oops, <laughs> oops. <laughs> clumsy me you know, this, is, all of them. this is really just tristan smoking a lot of right? this isn't very fun keep throwing them guys <laughs> So also found in the car was a AAA card, uh, blank accident report forms, gloves, CDs, makeup, diamond jewelry, and directions to Burlington. See, I can picture her driving drunk again, already drinking the the wine and stuff. She gets in the accident. She's like, oh, got to make sure I lock up before I go. Beep, beep. Yeah, it's true. Like, the drinking makes any behavior plausible. Because sure. if she's wasted, yeah, it's hard to say what she could have done. She could have picked up somebody. There's know? been times I've been so drunk, I've been like, I don't know, it's a good idea to play hide and seek right now. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember one time where I got really drunk and, uh, like, late high school and chased my friends around the basement. <laughs> it's just like it's like the weirdest game of manhunt ever. It's <laughs> just drunk. Do weird shit. Yeah. Yep. And I threw up all over the place that night. <laughs> Cha-ching, baby. They're up, monster. <laughs> so uh also was her stuffed animal and the book Not Without Peril, which is about mountain climbing in the White Mountains. Mm. Um Missing was Maura's phone, debit, and credit cards, none of which have been located or used since her disappearance. Mm. She has to use it as, like, uh, what's it called? An exchange of some sorts. Like, we give you my credit card and phone and stuff, and you give me, like, a burner and a fake. Well, you'd think, but then that credit card would have to have some value, and since it's never been used. That's right. It's just yeah. like the information, like they could have sold it on the black market. Maybe, just, but it, even, then, fire. even then it would have been used, right? Unless no one... If somebody yeah, used it, wanted it would have been used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it were purchased, yeah. it would have been used, It I faded into the ethos. Yeah. That or whoever purchased it got killed with it in his pocket or something, right. you know? Well, and then she's also, again, going back to her being drunk, she could have just fallen into a creek and mm-hmm. sure. drifted down to a bigger water source or something. 100%. Uh, I yeah. mean, also missing were some liquor bottles that she had purchased earlier that day. Yeah, you gotta take some road sodas. <laughs> Are there bears on the edge of Vermont where she was? Uh, Maybe. Uh, you would know better than I. I mean, there's I definitely really big feats. There's definitely big feats. <laughs> there's Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> there's Bernie Sanders. That's okay. it. That's all I know of Vermont. <laughs> Fish, Bernie Sanders, Ben and Jerry's. Maple syrup. Vermont. All right. Yeah. 
<laughs> More than I knew. Vermont, Vermont. <laughs> feel like there might be a clam chowder or something. Vermont yeah. clam chowder. Vermont clam chowder. I don't think so. Vermont baked beans. I don't know. Maybe. Just show Vermont. Vermont. <laughs> Just, I'm trying to do Vermont things. Vermont chili. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, good old Vermont salad. <laughs> Vermont salad. <laughs> when I think of Vermont, I yes. think of the salad. If you know the one. If you're from Vermont, tell us on Twitch. Let us know what we're missing. <laughs> uh, so the last reported sighting of Mora was sometime between 8 and 8.30 that night when a contractor returning home from work noticed a young person moving quickly on foot eastbound on Route 112 about four or five miles from the accident. Okay. And just moving quickly. God damn, that was fast. <laughs> he, I did. I did learn a couple things about Vermont. <laughs> oh yeah, what did the Google machine have to say? <laughs> Basically, about the first points it pointed out is it's known for its natural landscape, which is primarily forested. Uh, it's also known for being home to more than one hundred nineteenth-century covered wooden bridges. Oh, uh-huh. so yes. clearly she went to go across a bridge, and the the troll was under it. She didn't answer the questions right. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, and uh, it's a major producer of maple syrup. And there are thousands of acres of mountain terrain. And they're crossed by hiking trails and skiing slopes. Maybe she got stuck in like a tar pit. But instead of tar, it was just like tree sap. A giant hole got filled up with tree sap. And then she just got stuck in it. <laughs> some, some person years, years later will take her DNA Mix it with frog DNA. Exactly. And have a park yeah. just after her. Exactly. <laughs> She's perfectly preserved in amber yeah. somewhere. I mean, if you got to go out, I feel like that's a yeah, cool Preserved in amber is the way to go. Police eventually traced the vehicle to Mora and treated her as a missing person on the belief that she disappeared voluntarily. This was based on that she was traveling and hadn't notified any of her friends or family and that there had been no evidence of foul play. Mm. This may be irrelevant. <laughs> and we've passed it a long time ago. So I don't know why I'm talking about it now. But what was on this letter with the boyfriend that she typed and printed out that made it seem like things were not going well? Just, I don't know. I, I, it was probably a long ass uh, email, you know, or maybe a back and forth that went on for fucking ever. But she, it did indicate that there was good. some, yeah, there's some problems. Maybe it was that, you know, he just lived too far away or whatever the case, you know, they might have been going to different colleges. But it's not like he's a suspect of like her missing. No. The Twitch says, it's clear she wasn't living the safest life, but is she also the type of person to go to places with danger involved? Yeah, man, she wanted to go to war. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Military upbringing and stuff. Get some. Get some. <laughs> Jarhead. Yeah, only... West Point. Is it more oh. posh at West Point? Do you think of them as, like, glove wearers at West Point? Like, we make the battle plans. I mean, just... We don't go into battle. <laughs> just in general, officers are definitely seen as lazy and just smart, sit on their butts, Look okay. over people, you know, that kind of whereas like, you know, if you ever said sir to an enlisted person, you'd be like, Don't call me sir, I work for a living. So was, there's a little animosity between <laughs> enlisted and uh officer and uh, commissioned. But she didn't make it that far. 
No, she just made it three semesters then before stealing from Fred. <laughs> she got that sticky fingers. Yeah, <laughs> got to take lipstick. Um, so two days after her disappearance, Mora's boyfriend received a voicemail he believed to be from Mora. The voicemail was just of a woman that sounded like Mora sobbing. Oh, the call boy. was traced to a calling card issued to the American Red Cross. And she has no, like, history of, like, bipolarness or anything? No. Just alcohol abuse? I mean, we don't even know that about her. I mean, because Kathleen was the one that was, you know, in rehab and whatnot, and an admitted alcoholic. But Mm. we don't know anything like that. She did buy alcohol that day. She did go to a party that the... Two nights before. Yeah, but that's like college. That you know? is, yeah. Binge drinking is not unusual. But it wasn't, yeah. she didn't like buy like, oh, a six pack or one handle. She bought like several things. Like, that's true. But uh, like, not, you know, I would think if she's really heavy into alcohol, then yeah, the vodka is not great. But she <laughs> bought Kahlua, a box of wine. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like she was just trying to make a. Um, yeah, it's not like six fifths of. Gym yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, you drink a bottle of Bailey's, <laughs> you're not gonna be fucking seeing straight. I'm seeing what Rob's saying though. There's, yeah, there's fun to this alcohol purchase. Like, yeah, in college, I would be stoked to just because it's sugary and tastes good doesn't mean it's, <laughs> the drunk is gonna be fun. Okay, fair, but I, the you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a it's not like a I have a problem. I'm gonna go lock myself in a room sure. and pound this alcohol. Yeah, it seems more like the kind of purchase now that I think about it that I would have made when I was twenty one. Yeah, it's like I'm getting this Franzia for my friend. Sure. I'm getting this uh, thing for myself, and then I want to make these other drinks next weekend. You know, like it doesn't seem too outlandish. Yeah, but from- no one came forth being like, "Yeah, she was on her way to a party." Like. Well, sure. I I think that she might have been on her way to her boyfriend's <clears throat> to like maybe surprise him. Got all this alcohol. Maybe we can go to a fucking cabin in Vermont. Just you know, try to work, work things out. Yeah, you know, have fun. We're on break. I took a week off from work. You know, lied to him about all this stuff. I mean, she might if she was crazy, she might have been crazy about her boyfriend in that sense. Maybe. She certainly yeah. didn't tell much of this stuff to her family. Yeah, did not disclose that she was leaving for a week and that mm. she was, you know, uh yeah, all this hmm. stuff. Maybe she had somebody else. <coughs> you know, maybe there's maybe. a third person. Didn't uh, call him though. It was okay. just calling her boyfriend. So she seemed to be pretty boyfriend-centric during huh. this time. Okay. Huh. Well, I'm trying to think, like, why would you go hide for a week? Like, what would you be ashamed of? And that made me think maybe she was going to go cheat for a week or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could have been having a little tryst. Maybe. A little Tristan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was tristing around. Yeah, tristing around. <laughs> um, later that year... A man gave Mora's father, Fred, a rusty knife that had belonged to the man's brother, who had a criminal past and lived less than a mile from where the car had crashed. Great. Wait, what? Yeah, so (laughs) I know it's a little little to unpack, but this guy shows up to Mora's father and says, I've, I've got this rusty knife. 
It belongs to my brother. He lives about a mile away from where he crashed, from where your daughter crashed. And I believe this was used to kill your daughter. You know, DNA test it, do what you will. Right. Don't don't worry about my fingerprints being all over it because I'm the one bringing it. <laughs> about my brother. I mean, this was <laughs> like... Definitely my brother's knife. Uh, yeah, this was much later on in that year. So it was like several months later. Well, boss, he says it's the brother's knife. <laughs> well, that's good enough for me, boys. <laughs> Let's wrap this one up. <laughs> the man claimed his brother and his brother's girlfriend acted strangely after the disappearance. Oh. The man said he believed the knife was used to kill Amora, and apparently days after the man gave Fred the knife, the man's brother scrapped his Volvo. Wow. Right? Scrapped it good. So Why would you scrap it? You know, it's a Volvo. <laughs> Trade that sucker up. Don't want to have that kind of uh, blood, you know, if there's blood in the car. No, I know. I'm saying, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm with <laughs> it on that. Yeah. Cover it in bleach. <laughs> but, uh, and what's the theory? That they were just driving along and they saw her, like, running around and they're like, oh. Perfect specimen. Who knows? Maybe they ran her off the road. Maybe they were following her. I mean, or maybe he just... lived less than a mile away, so he could have been coming home from a grocery store, spotted this girl, and was like, all right. Or maybe that's the next place she knew and went there thinking she could trust him. Or mm -hmm. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't think that she was still well acquainted seems, with this area. still seems pretty thin, whatever the case. <laughs> yeah. But um, family members of this guy uh, who turned in the knife claimed that he made up the whole story to obtain reward money. So that's like a family infighting type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. my brother did this. Oh, don't listen to him. He's crazy. Right. He's making He's just up trying stuff. to get money. Yeah. yeah. But they could also be trying to protect the crazy brother who they suspect might be killing people. Right. Yeah. So... But um, in October 2006, a two-day search was conducted, led by volunteers, within the miles surrounding the crash site. Cadaver dogs went bonkers at an A-frame house about a mile from the crash. First of all, how many days after the crash is this? This is like uh, two years after. Two years after, and they're only doing a mile search, like... Yeah, a couple miles search. Yeah. We know because we've read many of these that the efforts and uh, <laughs> some of what people do to search for these people is incredible. Yeah, you know, they they organize. I think one of a, one of our specific mysteries talked about the largest search party ever organized mm -hmm. for this kid, and it lasted like 180 days. And mm -hmm. you know, they started right after he was gone. Yeah, right. And they a still lot, didn't find him. A yeah. lot of it has to be volunteer effort too. You just can't pull that many resources from the police department. I'm to surprised, do... honestly. After what you said, two years. Two years. Two yeah. years. People are like, uh, sure. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, this one was, like, the first, like I said, mystery of the social media age. This one, like... So people were like, Facebook, yeah. you want to do something this weekend? Come yeah. out and help us find... I mean, it was posted all over Facebook, became trending, you know, yeah. uh, you know, web sleuths and everything just started jumping on this. It was, like, the first one. the internet, internet couldn't figure it out. Right? <laughs> uh, so the house had formerly been... Um, 
a, the resident of the home was uh, the guy that had the rusty knife. So the not the brother, but the brother. No, no, who the, was claiming that the brother. No, so yeah, the, you know. no, no, no. The <laughs> house, the house once belonged to the guy that um, was the original owner of the rusty knife. The okay. one that the brother was like, "Hey, that guy." Right, the one who ended up <laughs> trashing his vehicle. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, uh, that's fucking coincidental at least. Right. <laughs> was what was the house being used? Was it just a normal house in there? Well, it was, was the former resident was that guy. Right. It was the guy who trashed his Volvo. But I assume no one was living in it now. Uh, no, no, there was somebody else was living in it at the time. It was just not that the person he had since left in the two years since the car crash. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so wait, we're at the A-frame. The dogs yeah. are going crazy. The dogs are going crazy. They find out that this house once belonged to... Knife guy. Knife guy. Oh, yeah. I get it now. Okay. Um... And he owned it during the time of her disappearance. I think so. Okay. It didn't say. It just said he was a former owner of that place. But what, they couldn't search it or something? Well, they, the I guess the people that lived in that house at that time uh, allowed them to take a carpet sample from the home and test it. <laughs> what? That but the results been... were never made public. That must have been a real long negotiation or something. Like, come on, just let us in. Let us look underneath the house. Yeah. Well, at least let us take a carpet sample. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? Like, I don't know how they managed to get that carpet sample or whatever the case. Oh. But, yeah, apparently they, um, uh, in 2019, an excavation of that property was done within the basement of the house. Um they wanted to do it sooner, you know, obviously, obviously yeah. but the people were un, did not cooperate. And uh, like, look, you could be living on top of someone's remains. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do justice by them. <laughs> um, but the new owners allowed them to do several searches around the property uh, and allowed this uh, excavation, but they didn't find anything. Ugh. Yeah. Well, so I mean, like. Time. Plenty of time to potentially move it if they 15 were 15 years? Yeah. yeah. So, huh. um, yeah. But uh, five years um, after the case was given, uh, five years later, the case was given to New Hampshire Cold Case Division, and they are currently handling the case as a suspicious missing persons case. Mm. Mm. So not like homicide or anything like that. She's just it's suspicious because she was definitely going somewhere but um but didn't let anyone know and was like being super weird so yeah you would think that with uh, this being tied to like social media and the biggest social media thing i thought like there would be more about her like making posts and stuff yeah you know, like no it's just um in the sense that web sluice and uh what have you. Um, yes, the what have yous. Yeah, they, they, all the people online, all the people on social media that, you know, do that kind of Reddit and whatever the case, uh, they started becoming more prevalent. And this case really was the first one handled by them mm -hmm. primarily. And they were actually making differences in uh, the investigation, coming up with new and 
information, you know, from a network of people around the area, around the world. And so also the police were like, no worries, we don't need to check you out anymore because your family said that this other guy just wants the reward money, and so they didn't even need to look into it anymore. I mean, they you can't just go off of that. They didn't have, I guess there was not any DNA on the rusty knife. And um, you can't just say, well, he did it because that guy says it. You know? Right. So it's like you can't really but they do didn't anything like without any evidence. question people. You can be like, hey, let me ask I mean, you some questions. They might have. You got <laughs> to find the guy. Let me attempt to do my job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got to find the guy, I guess. But uh, mm. there's a thing. There's things. Oh, yeah. I have to detect things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say. And say it. <laughs> yeah, do say it now. It. Do say. Uh, in early 2012, a man on YouTube going by the name Mr. 112 Dirtbag <laughs> posted a series of videos believed to contain some cryptic clues into Mora's disappearance, including one titled Happy Anniversary, which was posted on the anniversary of Mora's disappearance. Gross. Weird. Right? Creepy. The video, you can find it online, is just of the man laughing incessantly for a minute before abruptly stopping and smiling. Weird. Keep in mind that Route 112 is where Mora disappeared, and Fred would often refer to whomever abducted Mora as dirtbags in interviews. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. But uh, Morris family, as well as criminologists, have chalked up these videos as hideous police for attention. Hideous. I mean, you never know. Why not go ahead and like look into them, encourage the internet to look into them and find out who made this video, and let's shame the fucker, if nothing else. I, you know? Yeah, maybe. Right? Even if it is the shameful ploy or game that they're sure. talking about. Let's expose the douchebag who thinks it's funny to laugh for a minute about someone who's missing. Yeah. Like, let's expose that asshole. I would certainly appreciate if somebody exposed him. Right? Uh, Fuck that guy. I'm sure I, maybe somebody has. I don't know. I haven't done much research into 112 Dirtbag. Well, I can say that High Mystery is unanimous in saying... Fuck that guy! Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah either way, you're an asshole. Like, either yeah. you did it and you're an asshole, or you're playing on these poor people's emotions yeah. and you're an asshole. Yeah, this is somebody's real life. She's um, gone now. That's basically all the information I have on it. Uh, there was, like some details of people that spotted her and the accident and everything. But basically they reported to the authorities um, that there was an accident and that's why the police came. And they came just a few minutes after her accident. So they were pretty quick on the scene within like 20 minutes of her accident, the police were there. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I just like to Imagine in the most positive scenario of being that, like, yeah, it was of her own volition. She decided to, like, go... So I, I mean, I'm sure she didn't mean to, like, get in a crash. No, yeah. But she might have been, yeah, having a, a freak out. She might have been, like, you know, um, like what that one woman, that astronaut lady did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, where she just, you know, temp uh, uh, 
small lapse in sanity, you know, a temporary right. lapse in sanity that caused her to do something crazy. And she went from bad thing to worse when she crashed the car and everything. And so she just, I don't know, crazied out, ran across the fucking interstate and disappeared. Maybe. Maybe it's a lasting mental illness. Yeah, she had a mental break. Sure. Hmm. But it could have also been her way of uh, starting over, having a new identity or something like that. She seemed to be very smart and capable. Maybe she was like, I need to make sure my sister never drinks alcohol again, so I'm going to get hella drunk. I'm going to crash into this tree and kill myself and be a martyr. And then, like, it'll affect her sister so much she'll never be able to touch alcohol ever again. Damn. If she was drunk, it would make a lot of sense why she thinks that she can just run around in the snow and not be like cold or something like that. Oh yeah. So it that it does make sense that she might have been a little drunk. Soused. Soused. And they didn't really search for her for two years, so I mean they did some they, they did search for her uh pretty much immediately. I will okay. say there were search efforts, uh, but they were mostly unfruitful, you know. Mm, um, it was still being kind of considered as like, well, is, did she, you know, is she around the crash site? Is she in Vermont? You know, <laughs> is she in Burlington or wherever? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was kind of like, we don't know where she is. She's not calling us. If you see her, say something. And it was just broadcasted around the social medias. And it really took, as social media became more prevalent in our day-to-day, so did this case. And that's why it's never really gone away. Mm-hmm. There's podcasts that are dedicated to this case. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of podcasts have done this case. Because mm-hmm. it's just so, what And you can fuck? add Hi Mister to the list. Yeah, yeah that's Throw right. Throw us on Wikipedia. Yeah, please do. <laughs> they won't let us no, do they, it. We, we tried that early on. No, no. <laughs> Who knows? Now that we're in the top 100, maybe. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, unless we want to talk about coronavirus or anything. is No, God, no. No? I think our listeners and I am Spent. sick of coronavirus. Spent. We're yeah. just ready to think of the world as a post-coronavirus world and can't wait to get there. Sure. <laughs> I will say, uh, if you have any information on Moira Murray's disappearance, mm-hmm. you can call 1-800-222-FIND. That's 1-800-222-FIND. You have any information about a missing persons all right well from the internet to your ears that's it for this episode of high mystery i'm robert i'm colin i'm tristan that's it new episodes every monday Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.